You are listening to Focus, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. And today we're starting a new series called Focus. And that series, it stems from a conversation I had with Andrew actually at one of our passion team meetings. Uh, He said, you know, what are we really passionate about? You know, and, and we started going over the five areas of focus that were given to us by our new bishop, Cynthia Morkakoy, uh, for the Western Pennsylvania Conference of the United Methodist Church. And, and Andrew's like, I never heard of these. Fo- these are all great, but I didn't know what these were our focus. Uh, and so I think a lot of us are like that, where we, we become a part of a group or an organization or a church, and we don't know everything. We may, we may know enough on the surface, but when it really comes down deep, what are we passionate about as a church as a whole? What are we looking to in the global realm, like to do our part? Um, and that's what this series is going to kind of articulate for us, hopefully. Um, again, I have ADD. Um, but hopefully it'll articulate that focus. Each week we're going to look at a different point, F-O-C-U-S. Each letter is kind of an acronym, uh, but I'm going to dig right in because I've got a lot of ground to cover. Today we're going to be looking at the future. The F in focus is future. So if you want to write that on the back of your bulletin, there's a place for sermon notes, right? Future. And each week you can add to that. But we're looking at the future leaders. Our five areas of focus as presented by our bishop. Build up new church leaders. Offer new opportunities or new places for new faces, which we at Faith on 68 are kind of living into that. We're a new launch here, relatively speaking. To enter into true community. Not just doing ministry to the poor or for the poor, but with the poor. Stamping out world disease or improving global health. And also, finally, dismantling racism. Dismantling racism. So we have a lot of good focus points that were offered to us by our bishop. And I think this is going to be a good series as we dig into a little deeper how we are to do these things. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphone to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 2 for today's scripture, which is also on the screen for your convenience. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I was listening to the radio the other day. Um, This is driving me crazy. (laughs) I was listening to the radio the other day, and as I was driving down the road, I found myself starting to sing along with a song that I would have been embarrassed to just belt out with the window were down and all that kind of stuff. Whitney Houston came on the radio, um, and I I was like, I believe the children are the future, you know, teach them well and let them lead the way. You know, I could have gotten into it with the best of them on American Idol or uh, what have you. Um, but then the lyrics are the, I just want you to hear the lyrics. So I don't even want to sing it. I just want to say these words and see if they resonate. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us of how we used to be. I like those lyrics. And Whitney Houston made that famous for a lot of us. Originally, I think George Benson did it in the 70s. Um, But either way, those lyrics, they came flying into my heart as I was listening to this radio in my car. And I started thinking about when I first heard this song as a child. You know, I grew up in the 80s. Uh, which is young for some of you, old for others. Um, I grew up in the 80s, and around 85, this song really hit. Okay, this song hit the radio. And I think even then, I wouldn't admit it to my friends, but this song resonated with me. 
You know, you never, you never admit when you're a kid to listening to something that older people, you know, people that are at least 20, that they listen to. You don't admit to it. It's just not cool. Um, so I didn't admit it, but I think it resonated and it may have even been life changing. These words to hear children are our future from someone who is older. To hear that from someone who is older saying children are our future, I think it, I think it changed me a little bit. I mean, how could you not connect with these lyrics when you hear someone who is older saying, our children are our future? What? That's awesome. Because usually I'm told to keep your mouth shut, sit and be quiet, you know? I'm told to be seen and not heard. How could you not connect with lyrics saying that you are the future? And it's kind of like older, getting older, I really got into folk music and Bob Dylan, how in times they are changing, there's that one verse and he says, your children, parents, your children are beyond your command. Uh, and it's like, uh, um, get out of the way if you can't lend a hand is kind of the bulk of that verse. And, and that started hitting me too. I started thinking about this stuff. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, if John Ritter came on my TV screen and said, where there's a will, there's an A, I believed him. I believed John Ritter. And you know, when the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, I believe it. I believe it. I believed it when I was a kid and it changed my life. Now, Jesus, in Matthew 19, verse 14, he was with his disciples, right? And you may remember this scene. Maybe you've heard it. They were, they were walking down the street, essentially. He was busy doing all of his uh, awesome stuff. Jesus of awesomeness, I mean, Nazareth. Uh, but he was awesome. And people loved him. And the kids did, too. And the kids were trying to get to Jesus. And, and they were all, like, keeping the kids away. They're like, no, we're keeping Jesus for ourselves. We don't share Jesus. We don't give Jesus to you. No, you go over there and play with Legos and all of that. And Jesus said, wait, let them come to me. Don't stop them. The children, these children, the kingdom of heaven is for such as these. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven are for such as these. And and that resonated with me when I heard that story because I was a kid. I had big dreams for what the future would look like. I don't know about you, but I had dreams of like cars that could fly and that little awesome Mattel pink hoverboard that Marty McFly had in Back to the Future 2. You know, I dreamed about that becoming a reality. I dreamed about no disease. I dreamed about no more school. You know, in the 90s, there was the Matrix movies that came out where you just plugged right in and you got instant knowledge. You know, I need to be a helicopter pilot. (laughs) There you are. I dreamed of no school because I was a kid. I didn't want (laughs) to just plug it in, get it done with. There it is. I had big dreams of the future. And my parents, you know, I was kind of sheltered. I mostly watched older Disney movies like uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I loved that movie. I loved that movie. There was just something about a submarine. That, That submarine was incredible. That was dreamed up by a guy in 1870. Jules Verne wrote that book. And I looked at it in the 80s and I was blown away. Of his view of the future, even though it was an old time, it was a weird, it was a weird story, I guess. It was old future, but it was the future. It was so inspiring to me to dream. My mind would go a mile a minute. That's probably why I have AD. Maybe it's a blessing. Uh, but when I was a kid, I would daydream. I would daydream about how I could make the world a better place. I can make Whitney Houston happy. I can make mom and dad proud. You know, I can make the world a better place for everyone. And then when I was in junior high school, my friend who lived down the street, his dad, while the kids were in school, came home and took his own life. Took his wife with him. 
I remember them pulling his son out of my class. And I dreamed of a future where that wouldn't happen. I dreamed of a future where, where that wouldn't happen. Where people would not be taken prematurely. And, and I dreamed big dreams of a future where you could go to a concert and not worry about someone opening fire. Okay, I dreamed of a future where the AIDS epidemic was eradicated. There was, I mean, AIDS, everyone was talking about AIDS in the 1980s. And I dreamed, yeah, no AIDS. Keep Magic Johnson forever. You know what I mean? No AIDS. That was my future. I dreamed of a future where diseases such as cancer were 100%, 100% treatable. I dreamed big dreams when I was a kid. I had big dreams. How about you? What did you dream when you were just a kid? Because as time went on, I fell into this trap of adulthood. I got busy. I, I, I started paying more attention and focusing less and less upon my dreams and more upon the now. More upon making today count. Making the most of the hours between sunrise and sunset, you know, seize the day, carpe diem, all that inspirational poster stuff. That's what I started focusing on. And as time went on, I forgot to dream. I got old. I don't know how it happened. But in the church, I feel many of us have forgotten how to dream. I think a lot of us have forgotten how to dream and we think that you know, what we see is what we get. It's like that Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets. You ever wonder if this is as good as it gets? You know, forgot to dream. Forgot the promises of all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. Many of us have accepted our adulthood in the church and forgotten that we are children of God. First and foremost, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is for such as these. He was talking about the children. He was talking about the dreamers. We've forgotten how to be children, first and foremost, and adults, second. Because each and every one of us, regardless of our age, we are a child of God. Amen? Those who have accepted Jesus Christ are a child of God. And children dream. Children dream. Pray that you will share your dreams. Don't be ashamed to share them, no matter how crazy they may sound. It's why I believe Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is for such as these. Because children, they're not locked in and doing things a certain way. They got ADD. They're all over the place. Do you remember a time in your life when that described you? Do you remember a time in your life where you were just energized about something? You had a shout about it and like, and it was before my time, but tweet about it. You know, get on your tweeters, text your friends, Facebook post it, spam people about it. You know, you were just so energized about it, not because it was a task on your schedule or a blip on your time management radar, but because it was a pulse in your veins, that kind of thing. Do you remember what that feels like? Because as a church, for the most part, I feel we need to regain that passion. That's what I feel. When I look around and see the church on a decline, I say we need to regain what we had when we were kids. Because when you're a kid, wow. Yeah, you might have had a scuffle with Billy or whatever, but everyone kind of just played. 
Everyone just got dirty in the sandbox together and maybe something awesome came of it and maybe you got a boo-boo. But you did it together and there were big dreams taking place. We need to regain that pulse. We need to regain our childhood. Some of us who have kids, and I see quite a few of them, it was awesome seeing all the kids lined up today. You know, some of us have kids and they are a blessing. Our kids are such a blessing because when you see these children in our midst, you see creativity unleashed. There is just this power that is in the room. You can feel it. You can smell it. If you drink coffee, you can taste it because it's like caffeine. These kids are just energy and creativity unleashed. The very thing that Christ directly told his disciples was okay to be in his presence. The exact thing Jesus said, let them come to me. In fact, if you, if you want to break down a paraphrase, you know, when he said kingdom of heaven is for such as these, he might as well have said, hey, if you ever want to go to heaven, you disciples, you disciples, right? If you want to go to heaven, you better get used to this because these kids, this energy, this eagerness and curiosity to come and see, it's going to be all over in heaven. It's going to be there. So if you can't handle it here on earth, you might want to think about going somewhere else. Eternity is a pretty long time. I think Jesus may have or may not have meant that. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Christ said this is what the kingdom of heaven is about. And I want you to know when any of us are in church and we're blessed with a child, as a church we are all blessed. It's part of what baptism's about. Yeah, we come around the family in baptism. We are supporting them as well. This is our blessing together. All of us are blessed. Christ wants the children here. Christ wants them dancing, singing, rejoicing, showing us adults how to do it. Christ wants that. It's good for them. It's good for the kingdom of God. It's good for everybody. It's good for the kingdom of God here on earth. And I believe it's good for the kingdom of God as it is in heaven. You know, it goes both ways. That brings us back to today's scripture. 2 Timothy 2.2 says again, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Pass them on to others. Okay, we're getting older. We're our time of passing, our time of influence. You know, most people meet their loved one in high school and or college and or early workplace years. We're getting older, a lot of us. Who are we to pass these teachings on to if we want them to be passed on? Is it... Someone younger? Ooh, that's a thought. Let's dream a little bit about that. And I love Timothy. Our scripture comes from Timothy because Timothy was a young guy. Timothy was given a hard time about being a young guy. And if you talk to me, sometimes I'll say, I have a bit of a Timothy complex. This is a quote of mine. I say, I have a bit of a Timothy complex. In other words, I will advocate for the youth to be in ministry just the same as I will an adult. That's what I mean by that. Because I, I have been involved in places where they say, oh, we're raking leaves on Saturday. Maybe we could get the youth to do that. You know, or, you know, we have, a, we have this worship going on. We can let the youth maybe lead this one day every six months or whatever. It's like, what? They lead worship every week. You know, the church I was at, we had a pulsing youth group. They had their own band. They could lead us more than, they could just be a part of the team, if, you know. Why? Why they got to wait? Just because they're youth? I never understood that. I have a Timothy complex. Because God uses kids all over in the Bible. It's awesome. Jesus himself was teaching when he was 12 and people were inspired. You know, they're like, what is this? 
But remember, like with King David, when, when King David was anointed, there were all these awesome GQ guys who were like bodybuilder type and awesome. And no, they anointed David, the scrawny little shepherd kid. You know, those very same GQ big bodybuilder guys were out and they were cowering in their tents while there was a giant named Goliath. And God used that scrawny little shepherd kid to pick up a rock out of a riverbed and take out that Goliath. God uses the youth in ways that he doesn't even use the adults because the adults have forgotten how to dream and grab a hold of what, what is available to them. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Kids understand that. Kids believe it. And so do I. I have for a long time. And I believe there are certain kids among our kids that are just natural leaders. You know, the ones that other kids say, is Tommy eating his peanut butter jelly? Okay, I'm good. I can start eating now. They look to them. These are the leaders of our future. We need to see who our kids are looking to and look to them to lead us. Because we're not in this separate. We're in this together. And as a United Methodist Church, we need to build up our future leaders. The F in the word focus stands for future. We need to build up our future leaders. We don't need to exclude them or work with them so that one day they may lead. No, we need to include them now, work with them, so that even in preparation for their awesomeness, for their big-time leadership, they're leading us now, reminding us how to dream. I believe it when Whitney Houston sings, I believe the children are our future. I believe it. Do you believe it? Do you? Do you remember when you did? Because they were talking about you. I hope we regain that. Timothy was one such person, one such young person who was just a natural leader. You know, he ended up leading a mega church in Ephesus. Uh, Timothy would convert thousands upon thousands of people for Christ. This was no boy. This was no child. This was a child of God. And all things are possible through Christ who gives us strength. Amen. All things are possible. There are no limits. There are no ceilings. So when I say I have a Timothy complex, I want you to know that I will encourage young people to work, to do what they are gifted to do. And I pray that you will do the same. When someone gets baptized and and we as a church come around them and we say, we will by the help of God. I hope that we are actually saying, we will by God help them succeed in the gifts that they have been given, using them to their fullest potential. Because just like many of us have discovered the hard way There's a chance that one day these children, our future, will forget how to dream. They will forget how to dream. There is a chance. They might get sucked into living an adult life, forgetting all about Neverland and the endless possibilities of what it's like to fly or be young forever. So I ask you, are we children of God? Do we see children as something less than or do we embrace it as something that we are, something that God embraced us in our childhood? God said, come to me. We need Timothy in our church. We have a whole room full of Timothys right in the other room. We need Timothy in our church. The more the merrier. Because you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. 
Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Whatever church you've been in or haven't been in, whether you've listened to things on the radio or maybe even just heard inspirational speakers, we have all heard things over the years and our faith has been grown through our hearing. We need to pass along what we know to the Timothys so that they can start leading while they are still dreaming, people. They need to dream and lead at the same time. We're blessed to have these dreamers in our church. I pray that you see that as a blessing because I believe the children are our future and I believe this because of who I am. I am a child of God. First and foremost, I am a child of God who is still dreaming about making the world a better place. And the generation before me didn't finish the task. I doubt my generation will finish it. I doubt that, uh, you know, the millennials, they're not going to finish it. Generation Z, they're not going to finish it. Because I'm going to close with this. You know, the American athletes, they are incredible. We have incredible Olympians. When it comes to the, the Olympics, people kind of look at America and they say, oh, they're going to they're gonna win that one. They're going to win that one right away because they got so-and-so. I want to tell you that um, it comes up quite a bit. Yeah, we're fast and we're strong. But, you know, in 2008, our relay team, which was expected to win, didn't. It's not because they were slow. It's not because they were weak. It's because they didn't pass the baton well. Same thing, 2012. Same exact thing. Two teams disqualified for bad pass of the baton. We need to pass along leadership in the church. We need to pass it along well. We need to pass it along to fresh runners. We need to show them how to pass it along too. We need to pass it along to our youth to take us nearer to victory. You know, one bad pass, the race is lost. We got to wait for the next Olympics. We got to wait for the next generation. So with this generation, let's pass the baton well. Let's pass the baton because we need to pass it along to fresh runners. I wonder if that's what the prophet spoke of when he said run and not grow weary. The fact that it's not just our legs, but this is a relay race. As a church, we need to build up our youth. That is our first emphasis of our focus as the Western Pennsylvania Conference of the United Methodist Church. Build up young Christian leaders. Let's not micromanage them. Let's not project ourselves upon them, but allow them to dream. Let's teach them what we've learned, but allow them to dream and teach us what they have learned as well. Pass that baton. Let's allow them to dream of a submarine that not only goes deep, but has electricity for when the big squids come out. That's what it's about. The children are our future. Big dreams. And Jesus said, let them come. Heaven is for such as these. So I want you to make sure they know it. As the church of this generation, or this blended generation, however you see us, let them know. Let them know that they are our future. It changes lives when you hear those words. Whitney Houston did it for me. Teach them well, let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us of who we used to be. We've forgotten how we used to be. We've forgotten how God sees each of us still. Say it. Say, I am a child of God.
Say it again. I am a child of God. One more time. Let it sink in. I am a child of God. Yes, you are. Don't ever forget it. Never forget who you are. I want you to know as your pastor, I have a bit of a Timothy complex. And you, as a child of God, I'm going to advocate for you every step of the way. Every step of the way to serve the way that you are to serve. And to pass the baton to the next dreaming generation who is our future. Because God doesn't look at age. God doesn't look at age. God looks at his children and says... Yes, you can. You can make a difference. So let's focus on finding young leaders who can take what we have to offer them and offer us back the ability to dream. Lead us into the future that God has laid upon their hearts. This is our first focus in the church, to build up the future Christian leaders, to find them and embrace them and equip them, enabling them to lead every man, woman, and child. I pray as a member of this church or as a part of this worshiping congregation that you will come around this dream of ours to see this dream become a reality. From generation to generation, we will covet your prayers and we will need your help. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that you build up dreamers in our midst. We thank you for the shepherd boys. We thank you for the the kids wearing crazy colored coats. The dreamers, the ones who are not afraid to pull out a stone from a riverbed to defeat a giant and show the rest of the world that all things are possible through Christ who gives us strength. Let us be those people for the next generation. Let us not fail in passing along the baton so that our new leaders can lead well. And lead us into what it means to be a child of God once again. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior.